What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. All right, all right, all right. You're always good with the uh, with the intros. The way it wake you up intro. Yo, because remember back in the day when we oh, damn, you know, I, <laughs> we, we would say our names and then no one would say anything. <laughs> it would just be like nothing. It would be blank. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. sure if people turned on the pod, they'd be like, yo, is this shit, is my phone working? Like, what the right. fuck is going on? No, you're here. You're here with the fatherhoods. Well, two of the three of us anyway. Yep. That's um, how it goes sometimes. That's how it is. But but we're here. Um, why why so, don't we start? Yeah, go ahead. No, you you go. I I think we've got, uh, you know, we had a kind of a non-fatherhoodish topic pop off last week. I don't know. I think I don't know how we. I I, I guess it is fatherhood. I guess it is. Like, how do you feel about yourself, right, as a as a dad and your looks and you know, do you feel old? Like, what does what does all that mean? So Yeah. uh, yeah, go ahead. I think I think we do ourselves a disservice sometimes because we and this is I mean, this is par for the course, right? Like we don't think about ourselves a lot or or enough, give ourselves enough of, of importance to like talk about like shit going on in our own personal minds that might be affecting the way we perceive ourselves. Right. And so one of those conversations was last week. If you tuned in, you you'll pick up right where we left off. But if you didn't go check that out. Uh, and I was just asking Kay and, and EFN about them going bald and kind of when the turning point was for them. And so because in my own head, I'm like, yo, I mean, I've been struggling with the whole deciding to go bald thing for years now. Have you? That's been a, that's been something that you've been toying with. Yeah. I've, okay. been, I've been thinking okay. about it for a long okay. time. And, uh-huh. and it's just cause like, yo, like the hair ain't falling the, the same like i've been doing the faux hawk thing for a minute right and you know i could i can like comb over enough to like hide you know certain things but sometimes like last week like i just couldn't figure it out <laughs> like yo the hair was laying wherever the hell the hair wanted to lay and then it was right. like the, it was like moses parting the, the the sea you know like this shit was like bald so i finally was like yo, okay what's the deal son like talk to me bro <laughs> But but it was uh you know, I was I was pretty much on the way to like doing something. My my initial intention was like, yo, let me trim this thing as low as possible and just see my head shape. Like do well, I let me have... ask you this. Did did you uh, 
did you go and get a haircut right after i felt like it was right after the same day or was it the next day that you went Nah, it was a few days later okay 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 yeah but uh but yeah anyways yeah so i got a haircut uh here i'll show you i'll show you what it looked like i mean i showed you right boom there it is that's manny the manny fresh fresh, right fresh and so bald all right so yeah if you're not uh checking us out on on the website fatherhoodspod.com you're not gonna be able to see the video Uh, actually you could check it out on youtube also but i decided yo it was time refreshing um, yo son i can't even tell you I can't. I mean, I can't. I guess I can because when you went bald, you probably felt that same relief. But I thought I, I would thought I would be more like, oh, like you know, feeling weird and fucking yeah. wanting to hide shit. But the biggest thing for me finding out was like, yo, my head shape is all right. Let's right. <laughs> say so you're good. Yeah, yeah. That was my biggest like concern. So anyway, so I so did, did it. Did you did you did you tell your kids you were gonna do it, or did you come back and then you? Just surprised him with it. Yeah, it was, it was. It's been a conversation in the household because I've been threatening to do this shit for years. Right. And they're like, all right, whatever, dad, whatever. And I finally was like, yo, I'm going to get a haircut. I'm about to drop this thing down. And they were like, what do you mean? So I was like, no, nah, I'm going to get, I'm gonna get a, a fade and I'm start with that and see where it goes. But that was my intention. I, I sent my barber a picture. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. this is what I'm looking for. Can we do it? And he's, he's been like pushing me away against right. it. And, Finally, he knew how much I was just like frustrated with it. So he was like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. And when he hit me with the machine and I saw really what was going down, <laughs> I was like, this fade ain't going to be it, dog. I got to go lower. Mm-hmm. So he hit me with the half all the way around. And that was basically bald. So, um, but next step is just going to be, I'm just going to take it all the way down. So yeah. I, to- I told them it was going to be a fade. Came home. They were like, yo, like their whole, the reaction was hilarious. Right. But my daughter, do- my eldest, she was like scared to lo- even look at me. Then she opened her eyes and was like, oh, 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 oh I like it. Because mm-hmm. everybody's reaction was like, yo, right. your head, your head shape is, is good. Right. So, um, but yeah, everybody, I guess it's normalized now. It's been a few days. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'm trying to figure out now is how to keep the head sh- clean shaven in a way that's not going to fuck me up, like cutting me, but also I'm going to get it really, you know, clean shaven. So mm-hmm. the follow-up question for you from last week. Now, now that we're here, how do you, how do you maintain your baldy as crisp as possible? Mm, straight. Yeah. Do you razor, razor blade, the straight razor. Yeah. Not the, not the, not the not joint. Like a, that's not a big, no, not the not the like one razor, you know, like the old school the barber joint razor not blade. No, no, no. I'm not oh, okay. I'm, I'm not skilled to do that. Um, yeah, that's just difficult. Probably. You're fucking <laughs> nah. you fucking shit up. But I did look uh I did do a search one day for like best kind of razor uh disposable razors or handheld razors to for for baldies and so I I bought some of those. Okay. They seem to work fine. I think I for me I probably got to do it like every uh Every two days, days, something like that, just to okay. keep, if I want to keep it clean, fresh. Um, yeah, and then and then you just got to be careful with um, you just got to be careful with how you do it. And, Razor bumping, uh, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so I gotta do some research on some some razors, disposable razors. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna ask you to share with me through text what that is that you use because you probably don't even remember what the brand is. At this point. Yeah, I don't, and I don't even know, and I don't know if those are the the best ones or not. I did that. I just tried them, and they seem to be working okay. And then when you get to the beard joint, like the sideburns, you just kind of like make a decision and just go up from there. Yeah, figure out what your length is, and then uh, and then fade it in. Oh, you actually wait with the razor? No, with the oh, with the machine, the electric, yeah, with the electric. It, mm-hmm. Oh, damn, you like a barber and shit. Okay, right. I mean, if you go if you go to the barber still for your beard, then he can just fade it, you know, fade it into the right. Yeah, I'm gonna but, still, do that. still mm-hmm. do that. But anyway, I feel really good. Good. Um, and it's kind of nice, like. I, I feel bald people now, you know, and they're like, oh, shit, my head's cold. And then you, mm-hmm. you wrap your shit up. It's kind of a pleasant experience, actually, yeah, yeah. like that yeah. little chill. I'm like, oh, I feel that shit. All right, let me go get my, my scully and keep it moving. Hey, as a dad, you got to feel good about yourself because it just makes your interactions with uh, everyone else that much better. And it in your authentic self, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I was like dodging this thing for a minute. And even like I wasn't ever going to pull the trigger on it, but I was looking at like where's hair replacement technology now right and and what is how difficult is it i actually spoke with a guy he has a really uh popular youtube channel um it's called am hoops for those of you that frequent youtube and love the nba um dope dope dude he's an he's another father maybe we'll have him on the pod one day but he actually posted a video, and I hope I can remember to link it in the description. This might be useful. So those of you that are maybe thinking about hair replacement surgery, he was balding. For a minute, he just went bald. He kind of was doing his videos, and you saw it. You know, I guess he didn't like the way that looked. So at some point, he went and he did the surgery. He said he would never do that shit again. Mm. He's got a great head of hair. Like, it looks amazing. But yeah. The, this, the torture that he had to go through Oof. in order to get that shit was, and he documented a lot of it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny how, I mean, really, to each, to each, to each their own, right? Because, yeah. uh, but I, I am not, I was not super invested in, oh my God, I don't have any hair. So I didn't, it wasn't like a huge thing for me. But I guess there's plenty of people where it's like, fuck, if I lose my hair, it's, shit's over yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so. it's it's part of your identity mm-hmm. right and so i could see how difficult that is to get rid of but anyway shout out to casey kiernan from am hoops for sharing his story and um helping me at least understand what that experience was like because i wasn't really gonna go with it but when he really like broke it down i was like chill kid yeah yeah anywho so so that's where we're at with that cool now Let's 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 talk about uh, some fly dad interaction. Word. So, as you guys know, if you don't know by now, go check out flydadgear.com. And if you don't need a baby bag for yourself, um, I'm sure you know somebody who's having a child sometime soon that may maybe wanting the flyness that we have to offer there. But as part of being an entrepreneur and kind of helping dads through fly dad, um. I try to have conversations with customers of ours for a multitude of reasons, but really like as part of my community building strategy. Right. And, and genuinely I want to know, like, why did you buy the product? 
what life stage are you in where you found it necessary? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Like, and what do you do for like, who are you? Right. How, how, what's fatherhood been like for you? Like, I'm really interested in knowing because like we do here, our interactions help inform how I proceed in parenthood, parenthood. And a lot of things I'm thinking about, you guys might be thinking about, but there's a lot of things also that you you're thinking about that I'm not. So it helps, you know, my own personal development. So I spoke with one of my customers recently and they had bought the bag a while back um, and their bag happened to have like it tore. Hmm. Right. And he was kind enough to let us know because sometimes people experience something with a product and they don't say anything. You assume everything is cool. They're, they're probably shitting all over you because it didn't work out the way, you know, they intended, but he reached out. We, replaced it with mm-hmm. you know a new one immediately right and he kind of checked back in like nine months later and was like wanting to have a conversation i was like cool perfect he told like in his line of work he travels a lot internationally and all over the place and so he gets to bring his child with him and he's doing all this travel with the bag and he was explain expressing how well it held up you know i mean you imagine going from plane to plane country to country like can get you know knocked around quite a bit right and he's like it's it's really saved him like in a lot of cases but you know so whatever we're building talking and i'm about to like close the the conversation because we had been rapping for a minute and i I didn't want to take up too much more of his time and he stopped me he was like yo can i ask you one more question and it took him a little bit to get the question out and i started to note like his voice started to change and like tears starting to roll down his eyes wow really yeah, it was it was deep, man. And he was so he's a he's a you know Caucasian gentleman. Um he's married to a lady of color. And he you could tell like this is like something deep within him. Like he's so concerned about how the world, particularly in this country in the US, how his his child has to contend with the outer world, especially because of their complexion. And again, he's a Caucasian male, grew up in this country, never knew what it was to have to face anything around his complexion, you know, skin tone. Like life was relatively steady for him when it comes to that side of things. And he asked my my advice. He was like, yo, you're a Hispanic male that grew up in this country, like, and you have kids of color. Like, how do you navigate the ugly world that that we have to deal with in this country? And I, I was, you know, first and foremost, like I, I was like, wow, you think that much of me that you would ask me that, that question, right? Because, like, that's a, that's a personal, pretty personal mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And so, I, I, you know, I kind of told him a little bit about my own experience growing up in the Bronx and like some of the shit that I had to deal with, and and how we prepare our kids for the world that's around them, especially living now in a place that's predominantly white. To this day, God, thank God we haven't had any issues when it comes to race. But it's, you know, you kind of expect it when you're a person of color. And so we've been preparing our kids for a long time around essentially building up their confidence, right? And like explaining to them, yo, the world is like this. For people like us, the world tends to lean this way. That doesn't mean that you need to treat people any different than the way they treat you until something happens where that that's warranted. 
because what I want to avoid also is like I'm, I'm a big believer like yo yeah race shit happens and it's just, it's part of society but the, at the end of the day we're all human beings and if you could break it down to its most basic level like if I treat you well the reciprocating effect is probably very high and so a lot of kids may look past you know some of that stuff but you're going to run into some shit and I told him look you can only do what's in your control and you and your, and your lady need to stand up and kind of ex- show what it is that your family signifies to your community and to your, your child. So if you're out and about the way you treat each other and the way you treat other people is going to play a more significant role in how they develop and how they're able to kind of start to develop those tools. than if you just like, fear monger or like just accept, you know, the, the media and the perception of things and the, the true, you know, true things that occur. Like there's a lot of foul shit. Those can be points of education, but it doesn't have to be the way their reality is shaped. And he, you know, he was appreciative of my feedback and I was like, yo, I'm dealing with this shit every day, the fear of it every day. Right. And it's just a matter of like you figuring out, where to focus your attention, time, and energy so that you're not attracting that negativity, but more so combating it. <clears throat> so anyhow, I, I wanted to share that because I'm sure there are plenty of parents out there that are thinking the same things or trying to cope with the same things. I can't claim to, to have the solution. Mm. I don't know if there is one. But even in your case, okay, like you you got a blended, uh, a mixed family as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you, how, how do you think of, cause I'm sure that thought has crossed your mind from a culture perspective. I mean, how do you guys think about it? Yeah, we, we talk pretty openly about it. And I think, I think the, the overall concept I know is, is totally confusing for my son when we talk yeah. about things. Um, and you know, he's, he's going to be, uh, maybe at first glance, some might say, oh, okay, he's a white boy. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but then, but then as you, but you know, I, I don't know, you just never know what kind of circumstance you're going to be in and how nuanced people are going to really take things or want to learn more about you or, and so, um, I think he's just trying to figure out like, you know, well, what am I, <laughs> you know, like what, mm. where, where do I land? Um, and, and I think part of that is also just like in, in call it mixed households for lack of a better term. It's like, what is kind of culturally, what's the most like prevalent, I guess, culture, right. That's, that's within the household. What does everyone kind of vibe to the highest? And, um, and that, and that, I think that starts to help determine like how people um, affiliate themselves, <laughs> or say like I'm this or I'm that, or you know. Oh, you mean like in that? So, for example, in my house, my wife is Cuban, I'm Dominican. You say if the Cuban culture was more prevalent in our house, they would identify more Cuban and kind of use that as their. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm just saying. I mean, this is just in a total, in a total general level, right? Yeah. Because I, because again, even if we're just talking, if we're talking like, if it's a household where it's, you know, white and Latino, and the Latino side is the, you know, maybe that's the culture that's that's 
that's celebrated more or everyone feels a little bit more connected to than then then that helps define like okay um latino over being anything else or, you know um yeah. Yeah, it's weird because you because as you know these kids it, it, in some instance they have to pick sides <laughs> like they have to pick sides in a sense some sides are just going to be given to them depending on what their complexion is yeah um and so it's kind of yeah it's confusing to try to discuss and say try to get them to understand like well this is how it all operates and then and you know the more that he's been exposed to just in terms of like how race really how race and culture really plays out you know here in the states and then it's often different in across the globe too yeah in certain instances but it's eye-opening you know it's like oh shit and and then even at school at this point in time you know he's coming back like he's like yo these some of these kids are like saying racist shit and they don't even i don't even Word. know i don't even know if they know what they're saying or they all they think it's funny and it's like man i don't think <laughs> this is funny and and um and what's interesting is that it's like it'll be a group of kids from all races that are saying shit and they're all thinking it's funny. And he's scratching his head. Like, wait a second. Like, like you shouldn't be co-signing that, bro. Right. Like, why are you yeah, saying yeah. that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's uh, so, and that, like, I'm just thinking back to my own childhood and you could probably come up with similar examples. Uh, that was pretty common in my world, right? Like, the Hispanic kids would get a certain type of flag. The black kids would get a type of certain type of flag. And we would all kind of like play play on each other a little bit, right? And get on each other's cases in a similar way. Never with ill intent, but what was being said was foul. Right. But again, to your point, like, I don't think we really understood the complexity of what we were saying. It was just like, you know, bullshit, really. Right. Um <clears throat> now. I'm sure it still happens. You just gave, you know, a, a testimony basically that your son's saying. Yeah, it definitely but does, <laughs> happens. But does your son feel like he's being targeted in any harsh way? Like, because bullying, bullying doesn't necessarily mean there's a racial component to it, even though it could, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. Does he feel like the race thing is is out of control? in in his grade or in his mm, circle of friends yeah i think he thinks it's it's and it might just be the age but it's definitely way it's coming from where we came from in la and then coming here like he didn't really hear any of that kind of talk in okay in la even though it's you know it's gonna you, you can hear it's it good everywhere. it's good yeah it's gonna be everywhere but then here, and I think it might just be, uh, it might just have more to do with the age at this point where the kids are hearing more shit or they're just talking more shit in general. Okay. And so, yeah, I, th- I think he's, he's hearing it more and he's trying to figure out like, like how people are using things with a uh, funny intent versus uh like an ill intent, you know? Like even He's still it, trying to figure that out. Yeah, just like what's like what you know, where are people what's coming from it? with it? Yeah, I mean, he knows there are certain 
there are certain things that if someone says it's just, no matter if it's jokey or not and depending on who's saying it like that's an it's bad it's, a, it's yeah it's a that's a non-starter right right um but yeah i mean he's even the you know he's trying to figure out like okay um because of someone because he is he is mixed right from um and so even it's like if someone says oh you're white is he taking that as a diss or is he taking that as a uh, like he just almost yeah because yeah. you just don't even know like how to how to process that you know because yeah. you want to because you kind of don't really know what that all means right well what does that mean like but i also am this and this is kind of what you know i i, I i'm more familiar more. with yeah identify yeah. with more and so it's almost like you got to explain yourself but at such a young age the explanation (laughs) no one really understands and shit and or it's like you know you hear the white he'll say hear some white kids talking some shit about you know maybe they're saying some some derogatory black shit and then the black kids uh might say something derogatory about uh latinos and so he's thinking he's scratching his head like wait what, what is you know, yeah, like, yeah. what's going on, and then, on so yeah he's, yeah he's so he's coming back to me and then you know and then and then other kids are t- saying shit about asians and it's just you know it's like keeps going yeah so he's just trying to figure out like but then the confusing thing is they'll a, a lot of times they'll all be all these different kids will be there together and they're all popping the shit at the same time <laughs> and so he's, yeah what is going on i mean that's I, that's very familiar to me i could think back to high school like you know it would be like a group of latino kids and then black kids asian you know all sorts of shit and it was kind of like that like pew, like shots fired across right. to each other and and right. it would be all like in jest or whatever and then after lunch we just go kick it and do whatever we was doing but it was like a it almost felt like um me me growing up in the bronx the way i took that was almost like an education on how to be quick-witted the context that's for sure yeah yeah context was foul Mm -hmm. but it it taught me to how to like all right you took a shot at me all right cool let me process that all right now i'm gonna go get you similar at a similar level or if i want to kill that i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for the jugular right right and sometimes it might bring your moms into the picture Right. right bring your ethnicity all that kind of stuff Again, not condoning it, but it it was a tactic to try to sharpen your tool set a little bit so that you can move in the streets in a way where you almost had like this guard up so you try not to get affected too much by all the shit that was coming at you. Yeah. But let me ask you this though. Do you find do you find that the kids now from your son's perspective or the things you know about your son and how he moves in school with his friends or whatever? Like they're more welcoming, endearing, like almost like a healthier child dynamic than what you remember. I don't know. I don't know to be okay. to be honest with you, because I I felt like my experience was a little more on the extreme side of things. Like uh, you know, come from a city environment where everything everyone's pretty diverse come to a to a more isolated area where it's predominantly white and then i and then i 
then that was a big shock just from being in one spot and the mentality was totally different. Um, and then I just kind of bounced around to extremes of like, okay, you know, who I'm, who I'm rolling with, how I'm rolling. And, 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 um, I think with him, so I, yeah, I, I, I can't really, I don't think I could compare. I don't think I could compare the two. Um, I raised it because I, my biggest concern before we moved where we live now was how how overwhelmingly white this area is. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so we were very strategic about making the decision to pull the trigger to live here. And so we, we basically kind of fake moved over here for almost a month, so lived out of a hotel and try to assimilate ourselves into the environment. I would commute into the city from here, right. like shop in the local stores, go to restaurants, do everything that we would normally do in a, in a, in a place we lived to see a, what the reaction was, b how people interacted with themselves, but also potentially with us. And just to feel the general vibe of the community. And luckily, like all those things checked out and then we, we felt comfortable enough to move. Not everybody has that luxury. Right. And so, but still the one big variable for us was like, all right, the integration into the school system and how's that going to play out? And I remember like the, <laughs> I felt like the first week my daughter at the time was in fourth grade. Uh, the other two kids weren't yet in school. She went to school and in that first week, we got a call from one of the parents mm. saying that the, my our daughter wasn't wasn't being friends with another girl in her class. And, <laughs> and I was looking at my wife like, wait, did our daughter do something to this kid? And and the mo- the other mom was like, no, no, no. She, that she just doesn't want to be her friend. And I was like, so what the fuck is the problem? <laughs> right. I don't understand. Yeah. So so that that kind of right there kind of put us in the spot. I was like, fuck, did we fuck this up? Because if this and again, that wasn't racial or anything. It was just like yeah. it's just like kid bullshit, I guess, at the end of the day, but it, it rubbed us the wrong way. So that got remedied real fast. And they weren't friends, friends, but you know, they they were cool with each other. Cool enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the, the next concern was like, yo, all right, how's the race piece of this going to play out? Right. Our, our, our daughter's, she's darker than I am. So I, I was immediately concerned. And what I found was, yo, a lot of every kid that I'm aware of that she's interacted with or been in school with, like has seen, has looked past color. Like even when they're throwing shots at each other, like color never gets color, religion, never really gets brought up. It's all about just like some something goofy you might have done or like things that are like okay, I guess, to talk about. Yeah. And that's been the trend with the rest of my kids here. Mm. So I have a lot of hope. And again, I could just be the microcosm that I live in. But I have a lot of hope from from at least that racial perspective that these kids, the way they're developing, there's a sense of empathy around like the I'd say just generally like cultural differences. And they're more accepted than I re- like than they were at least when I was coming up. Like that that was yeah. if you were, I don't know, Pakistani, like you were getting a certain type of heat 
because yeah. of some no, of the stereotypes you. associated. I, I got you. Yeah, I think I, I think they're probably a little more. And we're still trying to figure it out because again, we're coming from L.A. Yeah, Spanish immersion public school, pretty diverse, kind of a different flow. Now we're in the South, right? And and so culturally different. Uh, they move different than, than what you guys are used. Totally move different, and and it's uh, you know the area we were in. It's I, I'd say like just generally speaking, it's it's like uh, I don't know, fifty fifty black and white, and then well maybe forty forty black and white, and then ten percent you know maybe Latino Asian that you know right. that kind of thing. Um. So yeah, I mean, it seems like everyone at the school that when you're looking at it, everyone seems to kind of like roll together, and you see different folks talking to each other and and that kind of thing. So it seems uh, welcoming in that respect. Mm. But I don't know. But you know, but but then when he comes home and he kind of tells me like so and so said this, and I heard them saying this, and right. I'm like, okay, so it doesn't you know, look where, the way it really goes down. Where is that coming from? They're learning it from somewhere. Right. right. <laughs> so right. where so where does that come from? Um yeah. and 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 so that's also the other piece is like, okay, like is it coming from siblings, older siblings? Is it coming from the family, the household? You know, is that I don't know. But at least at least with the folks that I'm encountering down here with parents and everything, everyone's cool, like chill, but you know, that seems like there's a it's uh, there's only certain amount of area, like a certain amount of topics that the parents will talk uh, about. Right. There's a lot of, it seems like gray area. Yeah. A lot of like, which is fine with me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like cool. I, don't, I don't, I don't need to know the, the ins and the outs of, but it's noticeable. So, like you could see. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Like no one's, no one's really putting their, their cards on the table about not just race, but, but, Politics, Politics, everything, yeah, everything, you know. So, yeah, Yeah, it might be a good thing. Interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Did did I tell you about my college situation? Uh, Not college situation, but I made it sound like it's a a drama thing. But my my daughter's looking at colleges. Yeah, yeah. Did did we talk about it here? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know how in depth we got into it, but I know you. Anyway, just a tidbit. Yeah. Just a tidbit. Yeah, we're we're making the rounds. Uh we've visited five schools. She's visited five schools already. Um the 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 long and short of it is like it's we we we're trying to make her decide or, or allow her the freedom to figure out what her the right fit is for her. Yeah. But my wife's not like allowing her to do what comes naturally. Good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. My my wife is trying to like essentially force my daughter to like be regimented about the process. And I'm like, yo, like how, how often does that work? And I like, it never works. So I'm like, yo, just let her figure it out. Like if she decides that, yo, I'm going to be last minute for everything and I'm going to let the opportunity slip by. That's on her. And I kind of joke with her. I'm like, yo, the community college is down the street, bro. Like, (laughs) right. Don't, don't bash the community college. Mm -hmm. Like you could make, there's tons of examples of people who did well coming yeah. out of community college, but it's gonna just dis- it's gonna be determined based on like 
how you prioritize and what you care about. Yeah. And so the lesson that we're trying to teach you now is like, let, but I'm kind of like hands off. I'm just like, yo, look, here's my suggestion. I think that's how you should kind of navigate this, but you should go with your gut. I'm out. But when you need me, call me. Right. And I'll help. But if you don't need me, I'm not, ju- I'm not showing up. And okay. one of the college advisors was like, parent, a parent's job when their kid is looking at schools is to be seen and not heard. There you go. And, and drive them to wherever the fuck they need to go. That's right. It. Yep. So that, that's what I'm doing. Sounds about right. Yeah. Putting the grown, they're putting their grown up pants on. That's it, man. Uh, otherwise, yeah. they're going to be living in your house for 45 years. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. <laughs> Not the kid. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right. It was a pleasure seeing you again, Mr. K. Yep. Same, 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 same. All right. Um, All right, man. Y'all be good. Uh, parent them kids appropriately, y'all. And hopefully we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Later. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be your father to your child. Be your father to your child.